the explosive new film, Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost, exposes secrets behind the government's takedown of General Michael Flynn. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. He told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. They had to get rid of Flynn. Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to SalemNow.com. SalemNow.com. Welcome to Cornerstone Radio with Pastor John, Pastor Ed, and Blaine Nurse, where they encourage you to think big and act bigger. Along with your help, Cornerstone Transitional Housing is here to break the cycle of homelessness in the greater San Diego area, restore hope, and help men and women regain control of their lives. As long as poverty, injustice, and inequality persist, none of us can truly rest. Now, here are your hosts of Cornerstone Radio, Pastor John, Pastor Ed, and Blaine Nurse on K-Praise. Good evening and welcome to Cornerstone Radio. I'm Pastor John Simon along with Pastor Ed Brody and Blaine Nurse from Cornerstone Transitional Housing. This is the first time you ever joined us at Cornerstone Radio. Our mission is to break the um, cycle of homelessness and to help men and women gain control of their lives again. Folks, I thank you for joining us tonight. We're going to have a great topic. The topic's going to be temptations, the devil's tool. Man, guys, this is going to be interesting. I just want to welcome you again, audience, for letting us be with you. And um, I hope that you'll get a lot out of this. God has put a lot on my heart on this topic. Um, I don't know about you guys. What do you guys say? There is a lot to be said, so hopefully we encourage you, audience, tonight. We, we are encouraged by uh, the, the scriptures that we've been given. Yeah, we may be describing you, so pay attention. Oh, man, Uh-oh. it's a little rowdy show, guys. All right. <laughs> well, you know what? We always talk about uh, the opening of the show. We like to talk about the testimonies of what happened last Saturday. You guys got anything you'd like to share with the audience? I would really, really like to hog up some sh- some time right now. Okay. I just want to say, folks, um, we have relationships for a lifetime. Uh, this past Saturday, uh, John and I have known each other most of our lives, and a friend came down from Montana. He was able to not only be around, minister, pray for folks, but did I got to see John, Pastor John here, and his friend John just act like just like they've never missed a beat and i don't know how many years it's been oh it's been years and you guys share the same dream in ministry you know having a heart for the homeless having a heart for those that are under um, addictions it blew me out of the water folks so i just want to be encouraged uh, or encourage you that those long-lasting relationships seeing you two guys going over things and what god's been doing in their lives i mean we are miracles and the two men the two johns that were there um that they have been, they have seen a lot in life, and so it was just a blessing to have him around. Uh, many folks really wanting prayer, and uh, maybe you guys have some more insight about what uh, how we were able to help Joe out. Yes, we sure do. Uh, matter of fact, uh, you know, I'm talking about uh, John there. Um, what a experience of where our lives were. We were teenagers at the time. We were out chasing women, drinking, doing all the stuff that you you know shouldn't be doing. But anyway, uh, it was a pleasure seeing him out there. Yeah. His heart is so 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 in tune for the homeless and the people like you say on drugs addictions. Yeah. And um and so we interacted and we got Joe and um. And Nancy and her child into a hotel, 
And John enjoyed watching so much, he asked, can we extend our days or get them in for a little bit longer? So I think it was really nice, and he wanted to contribute to that. So yeah. it was great to see God using others um, and, uh, with a heart of compassion. And I think that's one of the greatest things to watch and see. But um, I got a text that day how grateful they were to be put into a hotel and to get some help. Yeah. Um, there's just been this uh, time of the year. It just seems that there's a lot of programs that don't have the funding. They don't have no room. Uh, we, me and Ed uh, went out on, um, God, what was that? On Sunday, was it, Ed? Um, or was it I can't, um, during the week sometime? I, I lost my days. My days oh. are getting confused now. But anyway, I get a call, and there's a girl that she's out there, uh, a mother, single mother with three children. And ages, I believe, was like five on up to 11. And so um, we went out. We gave them some Kentucky Fried Chicken, started helping her and getting her place and some stuff. So, folks, it's just just heart-wrenching of what you see out there and um, how the Word of God and compassion and just giving them hope and talking with them can give them everything they need. I mean, not everything they need, but... You know, Ed, how it was. So, Ed, you got anything you'd like to say on that? Yeah, I just kind of wanted to make a comment about Joe. And uh, he, uh, we got him into the hotel, him and his wife and Angel. And uh, afterwards, he's shaking my hand. He says, I really appreciate this. He says, anything I can do. He says, can I wash your car? So I told him, <laughs> I said, no, I just got my car washed yesterday, so you missed out on that. And he says, well, I'll wash it again. <laughs> Joe, I'm kidding. I'm kidding. <laughs> so he was uh, he was so grateful. He was looking for things to do. So I said, if you want something to do, you come out Saturday morning at 1030, and uh, you can work with us at the park. So he should be yeah. there this Saturday. and. Oh, awesome. Working with us. Good. You know, that's our that's our mission, folks, is to help people get them off the streets, get them into places. But in the same token, let's share the Word of God. Let's get them, um, get them with God and let their lives be transformed, as we all know God can do. Mm-hmm. All right, you guys. Um, let's go ahead and open up the show. Um, again, tonight's topic <clears throat> is Temptations, the Devil's Tool. I'm going to go ahead and open up with 1 Corinthians 10.13. And this is what it says. It says, temptations in your life are no different from what others experience. God is faithful. He will not allow temptations to be more than you can stand. When you are tempted, he will show you a way out so that you can endure it. And then I wrote down, I wrote this down, God promises to show you a way to resist temptation. And then I wrote, then run from it. Yeah, yeah, you know, don't don't <laughs> hang around it. Don't even think about it. get away from it and get your focus on somewhere else. And that brought me into temptations. You know, temptations came from Satan. We know, and I can back that up in Genesis uh, chapter three, verses one through six. And I'm going to go ahead and start off there. I think this is a good one to start with. And it says in chapter three, verse one, it says the serpent which was the shrewdest of all the wild animals the Lord's had, ma- had made. One day he asked a woman, Did God really say you must not eat from the fruit of any of these trees in the garden? There we go with doubt. You know, mm-hmm. he's already putting doubt in her head. And she said, of, and in verse 2, she goes, Of course we may eat fruit from the trees in the garden, the woman replied. And then she goes on to say in verse 3, it's only the fruit from the tree in the middle of the garden that we're not allowed to eat. And God said, you must not eat eat it or even touch it. If you do, you will die. 
And I got a little note there. Sin comes upon us, and then you start to doubt the Word of God. You start, you start playing around with it. So she's already, he's already put doubt in her head, and he's already starting to trick her up here. And in verse 4 it says, You won't die, the serpent replied to the woman. God knows that your eyes will be open as soon as you eat it, and you will be like God, knowing both good and evil. And then the woman was convinced, and she saw the tree was beautiful, and its fruits looked delicious, and she wanted the wisdom it would give to her. You know, devil's very tricky about what he does. He shows us, he, he, he's always on that side, pushing us, pushing us. Hey, it's always greener on the other side. You know, he's pushing you. He's always pushing you as we see what he's doing to her. So she took some of the fruit and ate it, and then she gave it to her husband, who was with her, and he ate it too. And, and so right then and there, the devil, is he knows how to use temptation. He uses it very wisely. He's been doing it since the world's begun, and he's very skilled at what he does. So that brought me over to... Um, over to James, and I wrote this down, temptations lead people to sin, and I think this is a great illustration in James uh, chapter 1, verses 14 through 15, and I'll go ahead and read that one, Uh, and it says here, okay, Um, here we go, temptation comes from our own desires, which entices us, drags us away. Then these desires give birth to sinful actions, and when sin is allowed to grow, it gives birth to death. I love the way it describes it. It tells us it's from our desires. Usually, you know, our desires were either from the eyes or through the thoughts, and then it entices us. It drags us away from God when that's when we need to be running. <laughs> run, run, run. And then it goes ahead, and then the desire gives birth, and then it goes into, and then it grows into a sinful action. You know, I love the way James, I love the way the Bible, I love the way Paul speaks, I, and Jesus also, because I want to show the audience here too. Not only are we tempted, but Jesus did too, and that led me over into to number three, and I wrote down, Christ can help us for He too has faced temptations. And I, I got that was in Hebrews. And I took that from verses four, uh, chapter 4, verses 14 through 15. And in that one, it says, So then, since we have a great high priest who has entered heaven, Jesus, the Son of God, let us hold firmly to what we believe. This high priest is our ours understanding and our weakness. Oh, excuse me. This high priest of ours understands our weakness, for he faced all the same testings we do, yet he did not sin. So here, here, it shows that God has compassion on us. He knows what we're going through. So if we get into that boat where temptation's coming on, we know what temptation, what leads us mostly into temptation. When that comes, you need to, you know, get with the Lord Get your mind set on the Lord. Keep your eyes. That's why God always says, keep your eyes on me and, you know, and focus on me because that way we, we can fight against sin. But, you know, um, the greatest thing is, is that God knows, Jesus knows what we go through, so he's there. So we just need to open up and let him direct us and guide us through the Spirit. Mm-hmm. And number four <clears throat> was wisdom. 
I love that. That's in Proverbs uh, 7. And there was a couple of them I could have used um, in there, a few, few in there, actually. But in number 2, verse seven, uh, chapter 7, verse 2, it says, Obey my commands and live. Guard my instructions as you guard your own eyes. Mm-hmm. There's a reasoning for that because our eyes are what leads us to a lot of temptations. Yeah. What we see, what we do is what, you know, is what we're going to act like. So he's so wisdom is a big part of understanding how to stay away from temptations. The devil uses it as a big tool. That is his number one tool, I believe, is, is throwing that little carrot in front of your face and seeing how far you'll take it. You know, the old illustration is you can't keep a bird from flying over your head, but you can definitely keep it from making a nest in your hair. Yeah. That's the way with sin. So, you know, guys, this is what the Lord led on to me, and I'm kind of interested to see what they led to you. Blaine, I'm going to shift it over to you and see what God spoke to you about it. Yeah, he sure did. Uh, Matter of fact, I had a study this morning with uh, Johnny. We had Johnny Rotten this morning um, doing a Bible study, and he went to work down at the river. Well, down at the river, the Colorado River, as we used to go to as kids, yeah. it's a party town. And, and he's under temptation all the time. He's ready to get out of there. But we went over this in our study this morning that we need to be rooted in God's Word. It's our strength. We need that strength during temptation. And so um, it's just amazing how how all that works. But I do want to share a couple scriptures also. But like I say, this is all part of every single one of our lives. Um, Whether we're addictions or not addictions, we need God's strength because we're all going to be tempted. If Jesus was tempted... I guess we could say that uh, the, the enemy's going to come our way also. So Absolutely. good tools, John, good tools. Um, I'm going to read kind of the example of our God and what he does. I'm going to read out of Second Peter. Um, I'm going I'm to, I got to give a little bit of the story. We're going to go six through nine, but of course, nine describes it for us. It says, and turning the cities of Sodom and Gomorrah into ashes, condemned them to destruction, making them an example to those who afterward would live ungodly. Number seven, and delivered righteous Lot, who was oppressed by the, the filthy conduct of the wicked, for that righteous man dwelling among them fermented, tormented his righteous soul from day by day and seeing and hearing their lawless deeds. And here's our scripture. Then the Lord knows how to deliver the ungodly out of temptation to re- preserve and to the unjust under punishment for the day of judgment. So, you know, just as we have Lot, as he was under temptation, um, the Lord knows how to deliver him. He knows how to deliver us. We have great examples as we even remember Joseph as he was tempted and he ran, he fled. And I'm sure all of us have many stories in life where we cried upon God. We, I, I was in, I've been in some bad situations where God gave me the strength to just run. To just be a Joseph, there was a temptation that was too high. It was going to break one of the promises I gave to my God. And uh, God will give us that strength, folks. we just got to be just rooted in him. Um, he is the vine. We are the branches. Let's be in his word. He will carry us. He will give us that strength. Um, and then I've only got one more scripture, you guys. It's found in the book of Hebrews also. And it's, uh, it's Hebrews chapter 10. I'm going to be reading 17 and 18. Therefore, in all things, he had to be made like his brethren, that he might be a merciful and faithful high priest in things pertaining to God, to make propitiation for the sins of the people. For in that he himself has suffered being tempted, 
He is able to aid those who are tempted. So, you know, just as you had said also in the book of Hebrews, John, our Lord Jesus Christ, he walked on this planet Earth. He was tempted by Satan himself, yet he said, get behind me. You know, he he counted on the Word of God, didn't he? I mean, we are all counting on this Word of God. We are counting on the Holy Spirit. We're counting on our Jesus Christ who's been tempted. He's going to deliver us as he delivered Lot. He's going to deliver us, but we need to count on him because our, our eyes are weak, guys. Our eyes, you know, the, the lust of the flesh. I think there's a reason yes. why one of the, the big tents is we're not to covet our neighbor's wife as possessions. We're not to covet because once we do, folks, as you read in the book of James, um, it just starts turning into a wildfire. It sure does, Wayne. I love it. I love the, what you're saying. Ed, I want to see what you're going to follow up with this, too, because I, you know, I love when we get together because, folks, we do not know what each one's going to talk about. And so this is what's kind of interesting. I'll give them what my verse is, what I'm going to talk about, but I'd love to see what God puts on their heart. So, Ed, I'm see, I want to see what you're talking about, the devil's tool here, about yeah, temptation. I, well, I'd like to talk about some people I know. Oh, no. And, uh, and uh, it comes out of Luke uh, chapter 8, verse 11. Now, I think most of you know this is the story of the sower. Sows the seed and it falls on different types of uh, soil and and the results of that seed being on that soil. But when it describes these people, I I can't visualize particularly people on there, but I've, been, I've had that experience. Mm-hmm. So I'm going to start with verse 11. It says, this is the meaning of the parable. The seed is God's word. Verse 12, the seed that fell on the footpath represents those who hear the message <clears throat> only to have the devil come and take it away from their hearts and prevent them from believing and being saved. Now, I, I in, in over the years, I've had people come up, uh, new people come into the church, and as they're leaving, you go shake their hand and you carry on a little conversation, and you realize they don't really know what you said. Mm-hmm. They really don't know what the sermon is, but they'll shake your hand and they'll say, good sermon, Pastor, and we'll see you next week. And they go out the door and, you know, and uh <laughs> won't see you again because Satan makes them deaf. Uh, we read about how Satan works in these ways. Uh, one that talks about pastors who are going to say things just to tickle the ears yeah, and, and those kinds of things. So people are only going to hear what they want. Now, if they come in with a heart open to God, mm. they're going to hear the message. But this is talking about people who come in, they're closed off, they probably came to church because somebody invited them and they got tired of listening to it, so they decided (laughs) they'd go once and see what it was about. Met those people. Verse 13 says, The seed on the rocky soil represents those who hear the message, receive it with joy, but since they don't have deep roots, they believe for a while then they fall away where they face temptation. <clears throat> These are the ones that come in, and they do get excited. They hear the message, they get excited about it, and they come for a while, and then uh, uh, they buy a boat. And this was a story that was told to me as truth. I'd, yeah. It was told to me, so I can't vouch it was true. But the <laughs> man bought a boat, and he swore he wouldn't, uh, wouldn't go fishing on Sundays. And uh, so he went along for a while, then finally uh, somebody talked him into going fishing on a Sunday after he'd promised God he wouldn't do it. So they took the boat out, launched the boat, 
and he pulls the boat off of the trailer and is going around to the dock to pick everybody up, and the boat starts filling with water and ends up sinking. And they had cleaned it out and left the plug, the drain plug, out of the boat. So he's out in the middle of this lake with his boat filling with water. So be careful about the promises you make to Uh, God. Ed, can I interrupt? Could his wife have done that? <laughs> yeah, maybe. I'm just joking. Uh, I don't know. I think, I'm just joking here. I think God had a hand in it. Yeah, him. I was going to say, right. someone right. had but, a hand But the thing he's got the, here is with all of his promises, he gets distracted. He's tempted yeah. by this boat. And it keeps him from being in church on Sunday and keeps him from hearing a message that yes. may have been important to him. Mm-hmm. Verse 14 says, The seeds that fell among the thorns represent those who hear the message. But all too quickly, the message is crowded out by the cares and riches of, and pleasures of this life. So they never grow into ministry. <clears throat> uh, I, I, I think this one is about the people that uh, want to be saved. They get saved, but they also want to party. They want one foot in the world, one foot in, in heaven. Mm-hmm. It doesn't work. Uh because if you got one foot in the earth, that's probably where you're going to go. I mean, let's let's face it. Sin is fun. Sin is enjoyable. People wouldn't be doing it all the time. So it is a huge temptation when you try to live that way. And it's amazing how it will pull you off. I always tell people you become a Christian, don't go back to your friends and try to convert him because more than likely you're the one that's going to get dragged back into that lifestyle. Absolutely. So so that's that kind of group. But this last one is the group that, that we all love. Verse 15, And the seeds that fell on the good soil represent honest, good-hearted people who hear God's Word, cling to it, and patiently produce a huge harvest. These are the people that come into the church. They receive Christ. The first thing they want to do is get involved in, in ministries, or uh, even if it's just a... a you're going to have a luncheon for something. They get involved with cleaning up. But once they get involved, they're, they're pretty much sold on, on Jesus. They're sold on serving. Yes. And uh, so those are the ones you really like to see. And, uh, you know, in our church, we've got a number of them that mm-hmm. do that. And uh, But I would think probably going back over the list, we've got – some of each one of these. Oh yeah. But like yeah. I say, I just I just want to introduce some people that I know personally. I've met them. <laughs> I've had experiences with them. But it's something that's got, that was written two thousand years ago because these are the words of Jesus, mm-hmm. <clears throat> and uh, it's still true today. And it'll probably be true two thousand years from now. Absolutely. Oh, absolutely. So, so that <clears throat> that was what I had. Don't fall under these temptations. Be be the verse 15 people. Get involved. Get involved. You you hit it right on the nose there, Ed. I, and you know, it's what how the devil works with his tools. He entices you into something that you think that you're going to make a pact with God. And just like I love the boat story about the boat, you can hear this man said, by all tensions, I believe in his heart that he really wasn't meant it. But it does, but he knows how to throw that string out and reel you along and then snag you right in. And the next thing you know, you're caught up in it. Just like TV, folks, it's just the same thing. When you see something that's coming on, 
you need to click it and get rid of it because if not, that's going to entice you and you'll think, well, I can handle this. And we, we can't. That's why we rely on and we keep our eyes on Jesus. Yeah. Well, one of the things we see a lot is uh, families who come in and they're interested in the church and they attend church until Little League starts or Pop Warner football. Yeah. And they play these games on Sundays. And I think that's uh, Satan's tool right there that he he got people to give other interests uh, distractions on Sunday. Yeah. Because when people go through a baseball season, and I don't know how long baseball season is anymore, but by the time it's over, people are out of the habit of going to church. Um, They've spent this uh, whole couple of months or three months, whatever it is, playing Little League, and when Little League's over, well, it's time to rest. I worked hard with the Little League, now I'm going to rest. Right. And it's just those kinds of temptations that draw people away. You, you know, it's not to say Little League's bad. I think it's a great sport. I played it throughout yeah. my, when I grew up as a kid. And, you know, and sports are really good. They need, the kids need to be active in sports. I truly believe that. It's, um, it's just another tool, but, you know, it can lead into things. So we're just a reminder, just keep our eyes focused on yeah. God. Blaine, I know that you, do you have something you were, you were going to say? Yeah, you know, as, um, as Pastor Ed was going over the sowing of the seeds, um, it is the Word of God. And, you know, our job, folks, is we want to we want to sow, we want to plant that seed, we want to be used for watering that seed, nourishing that seed. God will cause the growth. The Holy Spirit will do the work. Um, but you know what, um, Ed, is, is we all have free will, and, 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 and certain things do get in the way. And I think as brothers and sisters in Christ, we can really encourage those around us to really be in the Word. The last seed that you talked about was to cling to God's Word. Um, I believe, guys, I think we're all in the same, same boat here. <laughs> That's kind of funny. We're in the same boat here. We would agree that we have to cling to God's Word. It is our strength. It's our power, and it's going to get us through and, uh, you know, it, it's, it's a joy, isn't it? It's a joy being Absolutely. here with you guys going over this every week. It's a joy sharing with family and friends and uh, even Bible study. Absolutely. Folks, I just hope that you uh, really enjoyed the show tonight. I know I did. I love to listen to tools that we can use against the devil's tools and how it helps us in our walk. I'd just like to give a shout-out to Cam and um, Anna over there at Goodwill. Hey, thank you for providing the clothes that we can uh, – clothe the homeless and we like to give uh, Javier over there sombreros say hey, Javier hey thank you for your family and you for helping us with the food and we want to say hey Tim and Jeremy over Skyline hey we appreciate your help and also with Steve Forsyth at El Cajon Westland Church Folks, if there's anything that you'd like to join in with us, or if you'd like to get in contact with us, you can. Our phone number would be 619-715-6915, or you can go to cornerstonetransitionalhousing.org. You can go that way. But, folks, I just hope this was a blessing to you, and I want to wish you a good night. Thank you for joining us on Cornerstone Radio with Pastor John, Pastor Ed, and Blaine Nurse, where they encourage you to think big and act bigger. Join us again next week at this same time as we work together to break the cycle of homelessness, restore hope, and help men and women regain control of their lives. Your generosity, philanthropy, and charitable contributions are always welcome and remarkably make a positive impact on the lives of those in need every day. Take part in making a difference by visiting cornerstonetransitionalhousing.org. That's cornerstonetransitionalhousing.org. 
This has been Cornerstone Radio with Pastor John, Pastor Ed, and Blaine Nurse on K-Praise. Three-star general Michael J. Flynn, head of the Pentagon Intelligence Agency, knew all the government's dirty secrets. He was one of the most respected generals in the military. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He understood its funding. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. The explosive new documentary, Flynn, deliver the truth, whatever the cost, and covers the facts behind this scandal. Flynn told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. I find out the worst enemy that I'm going to face in my life is right here in America. They took my assessment and they wanted me to change it. I was like, I'm not changing it. They had to get rid of Flynn. With in-depth interviews, archival footage, and never-before-seen personal records of the man behind the headlines. I just felt like I was drowning. Flynn. Deliver the truth, whatever the cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to salemnow.com. salemnow.com.